All right, you tuned in live to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. Boy, is it getting like like getting slapped in the face with a ton of reality around here every now and then. The Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. I am flying solo in here today, but something tells me the phone lines may be lit up here shortly. If you want to chime in, 601. Eight seven nine zero 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 two. One more time. Six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. If uh, if you're shy, you'd rather text in the Guns and Gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. If for some reason you want to text me something and you don't want it read on air, please um acknowledge that at the top of the text i hate to, <laughs> i don't necessarily proofread these things i don't want to get to the bottom of it and it'd be like please don't read this on air after i've already read it on air just throwing that out there because uh, I, I do appreciate y'all using that to shoot me information and you want to stay anonymous and and all that as well and also if you want to say anonymous let me know don't say my name i don't mind that <clears throat> all right again that number one more time the guns and gear text line is 769 241 1944. Let's see here, man. The The New York Times Mississippi Today article about the Goon Squad that Sean and I broke yesterday on here did drop this morning on MississippiToday.org. It may be up on the New York Times. I, I haven't slowed down enough to check everywhere. I tried to read it this morning. It's probably a 25, 30-minute read. It's such a long read that they they will transcribe it into audio for you so you can listen to it, and I can't get it to load quick enough for me to listen. I was going to try to listen to it on the way over here, but we got the gist of it. It's, or I say, I wouldn't say it's going to be a good read. It's going to be a hard read, but probably something everybody needs to read, and I'm getting stuff coming in to me pretty rapidly here. So now that all the names are out there, of the victims, I figure we can go through. I have that list, and I have the descriptions of what happened, and we'll go through some of those and get your reactions. Um, it's rough. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Well, that's the only thing I know to do is be honest. Uh, it, it's disappointing, and then there's a part of me that where I still like. We had a couple call. We had a, a caller yesterday, and I got an email from a lady too. They said, look, I just I don't have a problem with what these guys did. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they haven't read everything that I have. That they don't have a problem to a certain extent. And one of the things that I thought about last night was of all these allegations of torture. And this is based on the international... Let's see here. The United Nations definition of torture. These are ones that met that criteria. And these are just the ones of people who complained. So there's no telling how often it happened. But it's, you know, one of the things that just really stuck in my crawl was that of all these, no, the most drugs they found on any one person was $420, $450 worth of heroin. So it got me to thinking, trying to play that out in a 
couple different fashions because that seems like an awfully low amount to to have caught somebody with to justify some of the things that happened. You know, so were they were they stealing money and drugs while they were doing this? Now I'm referring to the Goon Squad guys because there's some other names littered throughout these incidents that I don't think had anything to do with it. So we're going to stick to the core Goon Squad guys and until I get a chance to read the article and see. Were they stealing money and dope? Because if I believe it was Deadman that put the uh, the bag of meth on the other two guys in the in the in the incident that blew this all up you know so you, you got a throwaway pistol you've got extra dope hanging around you know were you were you, were you stealing drugs and money from the from the suspects or or were you planning drugs on them so you could justify your actions because you have a history of doing that this is a complete corruption of the public trust. Com- complete corruption of it. Let's take a call real quick. I-, I-, I want you all's opinions in live time. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Hello. Hello. Hey, you're on there. Yeah, Clay. Um, you know, you have to ask yourself when you're when you're talking about what you're what you're talking about. Um, I mean, if these guys were capable of doing that kind of stuff, then the, the question that you, or the, the statement that you made a minute ago about they only found $420 worth of drugs. Well, really, if those kind of guys are capable of doing that kind of stuff as far as the brutality and torture is concerned, wouldn't they most likely be the same kind of guys that if they did find a big bust, I mean, these, these people are going to keep their mouth shut after they've been, you know, beaten and sodomized and all kinds of other things. I mean, how do we know that, that, that they didn't confiscate pounds of marijuana or a pound of Coke or a pound of heroin? I mean, if those are the kind of guys that do that to another human being, apparently just for the fun of it, aren't they also the same kind of people that would, um, confiscates drugs and move it someplace else for for cash. I mean, I would have to say yes. Oh, look, I, you must have been, you must have caught me at a weird time and been on hold because I think right as right as you called, I put you on hold and I said exactly that that I, I'm supposed to believe they weren't stealing money and or drugs and they weren't maybe maybe planted some of these drugs on people to justify exactly. to somewhat justify some level of their actions. Yeah, yeah there's, just, a, there's more questions than answers after reading all this. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a dirty cop on this kind of level, uh, and obviously several or many, I mean, you, you've got a you have a rogue gang of of bad cops. Well, it's I find it hard to believe that their only enterprise is just brutality. That's a great point. Me too. And I thought about that yesterday because we we were processing this in live time on yesterday's show and didn't have a chance to really flesh out some of these thoughts. And then kind of as the day went, having conversations with other other people, these very topics came up. And I thought, well, it gives me something to talk about today. But, yeah, again, more questions than answers. And I think as these stories start to come out, people are going to – more stories are going to come out. Now, what people can prove is, a, is irrelevant, you know, but I think you're going to have a lot of stories. And frankly, who, who's not going to be prone to just believe everything they hear because of the level of violence 
is so bad in some of these that I don't think you can top it. So it's like, well, of course I believe it. If if they said that happened, based, just based on the what they pled guilty to already, it's like, well, right. surely all this other stuff happened. I mean, you know, I have to believe some of it may be exaggerated, just because that's typically how things work. But they're in no position to deny any of it. No, not now. And you have to, you know, you have to think. Well, okay, they've pled guilty. Well, even if fifty percent of the allegations are wrong, these guys are these guys are something else, man. It's something, man. Again, you know, my whole platform is uh, is kind of built on the foundation of criminals effing around and finding out. But you know, th- this is this is hard to it's hard to swallow. This is a hard one for a pro for a pro pro police supporter. This one is a, is hard to swallow because this is not what I mean by effing around and finding out. You know, so you have a good day, bud. You as well, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, and look, I want to make sure I'm clear here. Uh, my support is still unwavering for good law enforcement. You know, and, and I've and I and I've been pleasantly surprised at how many current law enforcement individuals have reached out and expressed their level of disgust with this as well. Now, uh, again, look, I I'm a give violence a chance guy to 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 straighten things out, but. I think there we've heard the expression "color of law" a lot here lately. And you can you can blur that black and white line into a little gray area. I think everybody that likes living in a safe area can say, you know, I can live with a little bit of a little bit of gray area, maybe a gut shot here and there. I don't know whatever you consider a gray area. I know what happened to me back in the day. You know, back when Hines County was rocking and rolling, back back when South Jackson was still a safe place. You know, I know the things that happened to me when I was out being an idiot. And I just thought that was just, uh, well, I effed around. I found out. Let's take another call here. Hey, John, you're on there. Yes. Uh, I think folks need to really look at the culture in that organization. And that's from the top down. Uh, these things don't happen in a vacuum, folks. You aren't committing these types of atrocities on a day-to-day basis or weekly basis or monthly basis, and you're telling me that the top guy in charge, the sheriff, has no clue that you have these. I'm telling you what I think. I think it's the old wink and a nod. Well, I don't want to know, but I know. And all of the signs were there from complaints. But, of course, we're keeping Rankin County safe. So do what you got to do, winking or not. And it just depends on who the victims were, if they were poor, maybe if they were African-American. Uh, no harm, no foul. Well, I will, I will say in this, you know, and I brought this up yesterday, in the, in the stack, of, in the stack of, of cases I have here in front of me, the, the majority of these folks were white. I mean, I would go out on a limb. I don't know everybody's financial situation, but mm-hmm. if, if you're involved in methamphetamines, which you can clearly look at a lot of these people and tell that there was, they they were at a low point in life. You know, they were they were battling addictions. Uh, I'm well, going to so I'm going to I'm going to say they're poor. I'm going to go out on a limb here. There weren't a lot of wealthy people involved in this situation. That's right. Yeah. So when you look at this, you say, well, okay, nobody, they don't have the money to even uh, procure. Uh, competent legal authority, uh, legal assistance. So what I would tell you is this. If folks, if you think 
that the sheriff didn't have a clue about what was going on. And you're sitting here saying he's doing a good job. Folks, you need to be getting rid of this guy. Vote him out of office. Demand he resign because you can. You will not tell me that you are sitting in charge of a sheriff's department for this many years and you don't have a clue what your deputies are doing? If you tell me you don't know that in the military, you'd be fired. You would be fired because it starts from the top down. If you don't know what your folks are doing or you do know what your folks are doing and you were silently condoning the behavior, you're just as guilty. So you should do the right thing as a professional and do the county a favor and just resign because you've not, you have abdicated, you have basically violated the trust of every citizen in Rankin County. And I don't know how you can come to work every day and think that you deserve to sit in that position when your department has performed in this manner. That's all I have to say. Thanks, John. Phone lines wide open. 601-879-0002. I want to play devil's advocate and throw a question out there before we go to the break here. Let's say you're you're in your neighborhood and somebody is selling meth, heroin, whatever, in the house next door to you and your children. Would you care if this type of behavior eliminated that that threat from your neighborhood? I'm just trying to play this from every angle. So, you know, you got your little kids, little girls, little boys playing out in the front yard, backyard, in the house next door. You got a bunch of meth addicts running around acting a fool, sexual, sexually, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Sexual deviance. Because meth makes you a sexual deviant. You got a bunch of deviants out there. Do you care if this level of violence is is being executed? If it cleans up the house next door to you? Just food for thought. Caller, stay on hold. I'll come to you when we get back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey guys, lunch today or holiday catering? Check out the big salad right over there at Dogwood Shopping Center in Flowood, Mississippi. Lovely Flowood, Mississippi. Lovely Dogwood Shopping Center. I mean, man, I was over there the other day. Gorgeous facility. I mean, they've done a really good job taking care of that place. Uh, we're really lucky to have Renaissance and Dogwood uh, here in the central Mississippi area. But uh, neither here nor there, we'll focus on Dogwood. The Big Salad is right there in Dogwood, and you can go in. Like I said, you can enjoy lunch, all that good stuff. But they also have the holiday catering stuff, all you're going to need. Maybe you want a salad bar brought in for your office party, home party, Christmas party, dinner, lunch at work, whatever. They can bring in a salad bar. They can bring in a sandwich platter. They can bring in a combo of both, and they got some amazing sandwiches over there. Amazing salads. Uh, you can custom build anything you want. Say you got a crew. Say you run a car lot over there. And you want to keep your guys and girls on the lot at lunch on a Saturday. They offer lunch boxes. You know, we got a sandwich, got a sandwich and a side or a bag of chips or whatever. Great food. Check them out. The Big Salad 
Com, available for delivery here locally at Take a Break Deliveries and DoorDash. So you go to those websites to order, or the apps, to order it from there. And uh, for all your catering needs, just check out their local phone number at uh, on their Facebook page, The Big Salad Flowwood. And again, uh, check, out, check out their menu online, TheBigSalad.com. All right, let's take a call real quick. Hey, good morning, you're on there. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, there are definitely still good law enforcers, you know, like Jimmy Houston of Ridgeland. He was the chief of police over there. He's a good guy. But, you know, the people that were running Rankin County are not that great as we see. And, you know, I look at the number of people that are in jail for the drugs, and I wonder where all of that product went. You know, there are a lot of people in prison, you know, and there's nothing to show for it on the other side. So, of course, you know, a thief is a liar and a liar is a thief. And, you know, I know that, you know, that there's no big drug lord, you know, sitting in Rankin County that, you know, they're after. These addicts are selling to one another and, you know, they're doing it to, you know, support their addiction. And, you know, it's a sad state of affairs. You know, they're running amok and it's it's out of control. But so is the law enforcement. And, you know, when the addicts aren't able to support themselves, they sell drugs to one another. But I also am wondering, you know, if it's possible that they're, you know, maybe pushing drugs for the goon squad you know, and selling their product or something like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, the situation is, you know, just really questionable. And then, you know, you have Brian Bailey, who just got in trouble for the text messages of his girlfriend and all that, you know, and no one's holding anybody accountable for that. It's just like, you know. Well, you know, I and, and, don't and understand it. sure, and here's the thing, to, to your point about, the drug selling and all this, that, and the other, when you have atrocities like this that that they've already pled guilty to and admitted to, in essence, it opens up the possibility to to assume anything is possible. You know, like right. like what you suggested. And and I think that's the problem with losing the public trust. Because now what what weren't they doing? Right, exactly. So Yeah. Look, I appreciate it. It seems to okay. me like they're not really after the addicts. It seems to me like they're after, you know, um, you know, I, I don't know what they're after. I mean, they were just, you know, making a mockery out of, you know, every taxpayer and voter in Rankin County, that's for sure. It feels like it reminds me of the uh, ACDC song, Shoot the Thrill. I mean, sometimes people are just yeah. doing it for the thrill, you know, and that's what it, that's what right, it feels exactly. like partially here too. It was just doing it for the thrill. Yeah. Look, All right. Well, great, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Great call. Always great to hear from uh, new callers there. The phone line 601-879-0002. Before we went to the break, I asked you guys, <clears throat> um, playing devil's advocate a little bit here. If all if this type of behavior was going on next door to your home, when I say behavior, I'm referring to people cooking meth, selling dope, being strung out, all that. Would you consider this acceptable acceptable 
if it cleaned up your neighborhood or it cleaned up your street. Uh, I think that's a as I, and I'm asking myself that in live time because you know if I'm gonna be a hypocrite, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you all about it, and I'm over here saying, well, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, is that what you have to do to do it? If that's what you have to do, I, I don't know. Um, I guess you never know until it's your house and it's your neighborhood. Let's read some of your texts. Kimberly, on the guns of your text line, rough police behavior was the lay of the land back at back at, back at least in the 80s. Uh, remember uh, Danny, the narc, he was, uh, he was of the goon squad behavior. I just don't want to read people's names. We'll just say Danny, the narc. He was of the goon squad behavior. Now in these crazy times, everything is changing. Be careful what you ask for. You might just get it. We better get to God before it's too late. God cannot accept all this terrible behavior much longer. Let's see here. Um, Unknown Texter says, good morning. Just touching base about, oh, that's a different thing. Uh, I'll get, brother, I'll get you on those gift cards. Appreciate you texting me. That was our winner of the uh, Egg Bowl gift cards. Let's see here. Unknown Texter. The reality is they really did not have to do all that. All they had to do was arrest them. I love law enforcement and have nothing but respect for them. They enjoyed it. How do you just go home and act normal after doing something like that to another human being? I get it. And, I, and, and I'll say this, and I, I'm not defending what they did. I've just been on both sides of it. Well, I haven't been on the law enforcement side. Uh, I've never gone and kicked in a door. But I've been, on the, I've been in these drug houses and stuff as a person, you know, on drugs, buying drugs, whatever. And, and, and sometimes just arresting somebody ain't enough. I mean, so some of these fools is hard-headed, and they got to be taught a lesson. But obviously, we can agree that this was to the extreme of those lessons being taught. Let's take a call. Hey, good morning. You're, you're on there. I can agree that this was to the extreme of those lessons being taught. Let's take a call. Hey, good morning. You're on there. I can agree that this was to the extreme. Hey, cut your radio down. You're on there. Hey, cut your radio down. You talking to me? Yes. Oh, okay, good morning. Well, first of all, uh, Clay, uh, uh, anybody over in that area know they those guys wasn't just operating as cops. This is nothing new to law enforcement. You see what's going on out in L.A.? Basically, they got the name Goon Squad from the notorious uh, the Goon himself, Lord Jones. And they weren't at their house. They was at this white girl's house. And they were just protecting their territory. Everybody knows those cops were burning and they're selling drugs. And one thing you need to understand is how the sheriff is public relatively asking, where are all the drugs? Uh, and can you give me the deposition tapes that y'all sent to the DA that y'all destroyed those drugs? Because, see, I went to school to be a cop and I excelled in it. And the, the, the DEA come in, they keep us that there's supposed to be a deposition tape when you destroy those drugs. Everybody knows what's going on over there. You got tons and tons of drug busts over there. And the, and the drugs are coming out of Rank County, and they're feeding. You know about those cocaine cowboys. Everybody knows what's going on over there. It just always blame the poor blacks and the poor whites. And they don't say nothing about these crooked lawyers, crooked judges that's sitting over there in that seat thinking of better than they may smoke dope just like everybody else. And and you got a number 
of uh, officers smoking that mint. They got a mint that's untraceable in the drug system, from what I hear from police. So when they're hyped up and cocky out there killing people. And then another thing, how are you going to justify being an adulterous affair and an adulterous crime in the state of Mississippi? It just, people don't understand it's a crime. What sheriff you know can have an adulterous affair with someone? Why? And I get a man, sue him. Sue him. He needs to go. It ain't about to scare you and all the wolf tickets that you got little dirty cop, Mr. Sheriff, or whatever you call yourself. You're just a criminal to, 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 to real godly law enforcement people. And y'all know what's going on over in Russia. And anybody condone that type of behavior and call themselves a Christian, you're just a damn hypocrite. Thank you. And y'all have. And I'm big at too. Thank you and have a good morning. All right. Let's uh, read a few more texts. Thank you, Master D. Unknown Texture says, most of us don't lose any sleep over criminals getting roughed up. Maybe that's a great deterrent. Let's see. Unknown Texture says, that dude sounds like Kenneth Stokes. And yeah, all this is horrible. What's coming out? Sad, sad. Let's see here. That one's kind of long. I'll save it. John says, the law favors the criminals. Unknown Texture. I would want the issue rectified in the most humane way. They dehumanize people of all colors. I agree with the last caller. Brian Bailey knew what was going on. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. We'll read some more text. I'm going to get into some of these. We've got some audio from a former Hines County. He may be a current Hines County deputy. Um, He was a Hines County deputy at the time that he had his door kicked in and drug out of the bed naked. Uh, we've got some audio from him. I'm going to read what happened to him again. We actually read it yesterday, but I'm going to go over it again. Uh, Mississippi Today's got an article. I mean, got an interview with him up or about a one-minute sound clip on their Twitter. So we'll hit that. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show here on WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Guys, the weather, the rain, the crap and crud on the roads, get your vehicle ceramic coated. The heat in the summer, it's year-round around here. There is no good weather for your vehicles around here, for your vehicle's paint, for its clear coat. Get it ceramic coated. Lakeland Glass and Tent is Central Mississippi's Premier auto spa and detail shop, ceramic coating shop, paint correction facility, and their Expels installer of the year. So get over there, check them out. They have uh, ceramic coatings at all price points from entry level to top of the line. They can do it all at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Get you a quote online today, lakelandglassandtent.com, lakelandglassandtent.com, of course, not only do they have your ceramic coatings, you know you already know they do window tinting. It's in the name. You already know they do glass. It's in the name. They can do your window tint on your home, car, or business. So if you've got flat windows on your in your home or your business, let Lakeland Glass and Tent come throw some tint on it. Help bring that utility bill down, that energy bill down some in the summer. 601-946-1000 where quality matters. Lakeland. Glass and tent. 
Let's go straight back to the phones here. All right. Hey, you're on there. Good morning. It's Buddy. How you doing today? Hey, brother. How are you, buddy? I have been on both sides of the bat. <clears throat> this crap has gone on for since they've been a police force, period. And a lot of times, the guys have so much power that are doing it, the guys below them are scared to say anything, and everybody covers up. A lot of times, a guy at the top doesn't know 100% of what's going on. I know that for a fact. It's, you know, and when you get it, like, most places where you get guys like this, they don't have them. When you used to have uh, mice and narcotics, those were the guys that did anything they wanted to do. I can remember some here that wore first line, I mean, $1,000 suits, and I'm talking about in the late 60s, early 70s. And, you know, the police department paid. And it's gone on, and let's face it, it's like a brotherhood. You don't rat it out. And uh, and, it's a, and I know every one of them. Some of them I expected of, and uh, there's one in particular that I didn't expect. And uh, I don't mind his Josh that was on there. He's a good guy. He just, he he's a follower, and he followed the wrong guys. And now he's paying. And uh, I, but now, folks, I'd a whole lot rather have Rankin County law enforcement than Hines County. You know, I, and it's, and I can name a list of guys, used to be at the Hines County Sheriff's Office, that, you know, were further in their nest the whole time. And I mean, I go back far enough. <clears throat> In the 60s, early 60s, everybody went to Shoney's. I messed up, and uh, uh, I had a cop to actually take his belt to the equipment. You know, <laughs> I was a teenager. I deserved it. And uh, there is always, I had the temptation where I could stepped off a handful of money. So, and, I, and also, when all you deal with is scum, you sort of get on their level. You can't help yourself. So that's about all I got to say about it. I mean, I'm not justified it. Everything that happened was wrong, and uh, these guys are actually getting what they deserve. Yeah, buddy, you articulated that very well, brother. I appreciate you. All right, man. You have a good day, Clay. Don't you? And hey, keep checking that deal for me. Uh, yeah, I am. I am. I'm trying to figure out what's going on for you. All right, man. I appreciate. It. Yes, sir. All right, man. Appreciate, buddy, calling in. You know, me and Buddy line up just about parallel. We do. Uh, appreciate him uh, him getting that out there. Let's read some more of your text here. And I think that's how we'll kind of finish out the hour is getting you guys text. And then hour two, we're going to get into some, some more details. And I want to play this video. Actually, i tell you what. i tell you what. Let's, uh, let's, let's discuss the Hines County deputy. I think Love Day. What's his name? I want to read back through what happened to him. And then we'll play his audio that I've got here. And it's, it is rather interesting. Y'all bear with me. When you do this in live time, it's kind of like turning the Titanic around in a swimming pool. Sometimes you got to make adjustments. Here we go. All right. This is 
the arrest of Mitchell Hobson and Rick Loveday. Rick was a Hines County deputy at the time. Let's see here. I got this so mixed up, the way this stuff prints off when it prints on two sides of paper. I think I finally got it right. This was on 10-23-2018 on Meadowood Drive in Brandon. Summary of allegations. Rankin County Sheriff's deputies led by narcotics investigator Brett McAlpin entered a Hines County Sheriff's deputy, entered the home of a Hines County Sheriff's deputy, Rick Loveday, a trailer home after confident after a confidential informant allegedly performed a controlled drug buy on the property. Deputies tortured Mitchell Hobson, a black man who was inside the trailer for more than an hour, waterboarding him, beating his bare feet with batons, shocking his legs with tasers, choking him with a lamp cable, sticking a taser gun in his mouth, punching him in the face and body repeatedly while demanding Hobson lead them to a drug stash. When Hobson told the officers that he had evidence on his phone that he didn't come to sell drugs, the officers smashed his phone to pieces. Deputies dragged a naked love day, who is white, by the way. I mean, we're going to mention the other guy's race. Let's make sure we mention this one's white. Uh, deputies dragged a naked love day from the bed into his kitchen. He said where deputies poured spices on his naked buttocks, smashed a chocolate cake into his face, attempted to shove a maglite in his anus and beat him. Yes, I said maglite in his anus and beat him. When Loveday warned McAlpin he was taking blood thinners and could die from their blows, the deputy punched him repeatedly in the face while saying, I don't give a F. A witness said Loveday beating, a witness saw Loveday's, Loveday's beating and heard Hobson being beaten in the other room. She talked with him about what happened earlier. I'm sorry. She talked with him about what happened after his release. Loveday said he also heard Hobson being beaten in the other room. So they heard each other being beaten. Uh, Loveday alleges deputies stole several of his guns, several gun magazines, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, a buck knife, and an American flag from his home. Loveday only retrieved one of the guns taken from his home, given to him by McAlpin later along with several of McAlpin's own gun magazines from his personal collection. Loveday claims he called Sheriff Bailey to let him know about the incident and asked him to force his deputies to return his guns and apologize for beating him. Basically, uh, Bailey accused Loveday of recording the call and hung up on him, Bailey said. So I've got the audio here of Loveday giving his side of the story. It's only about a minute. Let me cue this up. Here, we go back over to my X account. I hate referring to things as my X. All right, here we and look. And I may have to cut this short about a, about ten seconds because he says a dirty word at the end of it. But I will retweet this at Save Jackson. So if you're on Twitter X, you can go see my Twitter. Or you can go to Mississippi Today and see it. I tried to reach the sheriff to tell him what's going on. Wouldn't take my call. Wouldn't take my call. Went down there twice to see him. He's there. I knew he was there. Never got to go in his office and see him. Finally, he answers the phone. And I said, hey, I want to let you know I'm, I'm Roy Loveday. And your deputies came. Oh, I know. You're that meth cook. No, sir, I'm, I'm not a meth cook. In fact, there's no meth in my house. <laughs> there's no cooked stuff in my house. Um, I want to let you know. Oh, you've got this recorded. 
I said, no, sir, I, I, I don't have this record. This is a cell I'm calling you on my cell phone. I said, if you want, I'll come in your office and sit down. You can take my phone. I'll come and sit and talk to you face to face. I want you to know what happened. Oh, you're a goddamn liar. All right, so that is Love Day's side of that story. Let's take a break. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Phone line, 601-879-0002. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. As we get ready to finish out the first hour, just want to remind you guys to check out Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's from 4 p.m. to midnight, seven days a week. Best pizza in Rankin County. Give it a try today. I've been disappointed by other pizza places, but I've yet to be disappointed by Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Give them a try. But they're way more than just pizza. they got nine different frozen daiquiris on tap, 12 different specialty pizzas, pastas, burgers, appetizers, a full-service bar, and daiquiris to go. And it's all available for delivery as well on all major food delivery platforms. That's Acme Pizza and Daiquiris located right there in Flowood on the Reservoir. And I call that Flowood. Some call it Brandon. I really don't know what that is up there. I think it's the county. But uh, right there at Fan and Mart on the Reservoir in front of the bowling alley. Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. Go see Chip Matthews and the team today. All right. I got, some, I got some good text here on the Guns and Gear text line. And like I said, when we get into hour two, we're going to discuss some other things concerning this. We're going to stay on topic today. This is the biggest story in the history of Mississippi, in my opinion. And uh, you may be saying, Clay, sure, there's bigger stories. I think the ripple effects of this story, the butterfly effect, as they call it, has potential to make it the biggest story in the history of the state. I, I really do. If you look at the fallout, the amount of people that get arrested, the economic impact potentially, the cost to taxpayers through lawsuits and the and the uh, sheriff's office potentially being dropped by insurance and having to become self-insured, it, it, this is going to be huge. This is going to be huge. Got a good text here, and I and I love playing devil's advocate. I love getting the uh, I love getting other people's other people's opinions on this. Uh, we'll say unknown texture says watch the video or the movie Fall of Minneapolis on on YouTube is to memorialize George Floyd. The city has collapsed. That's where Rankin is headed. They're going to use guilt. They're going to use white guilt in particular to usher in progressive policies. At the end of the day, every level of government has devolved into gangs. In my opinion, that's one from one of our uh, loyal black listeners there who knows that they in fact will use white guilt to change policies. And I, I just think, and that's the problem with some of this is that it emboldens criminals. Because now criminals are going to be like, every criminal sitting in jail that got arrested by one of these guys is going to be back out on the streets. And because I don't want to sit here and say everything all these guys ever did was bad. Surely they arrested and, and, and did good police work too. You know, I think we'd be foolish to sit here and pretend otherwise. Let's take a break. We'll be right back here on The Clay Edwards Show. Come back in to hour two of thought-provoking reality radio. <laughs> Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show here on WYAB. 
This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Burgers, Blues, Barbecue. It's what's for lunch. It's also what is for catering as well. For all your holiday party catering needs, they got you covered. Whether it's an office party or your dinner for the holidays. I actually uh, went by a friend of mine's. I don't think he'll mind me saying his name. I went by Fred Shanks Thanksgiving, and he had got a ham from Burgers, Blues, Barbecue. A smoked ham. It was phenomenal. I don't use the word phenomenal too often. It was phenomenal. Check them out. They can cover all your needs, catering needs from five to 5,000. They've got two food trucks available for all of your events. They have a huge facility there, huge uh, heated and cooled patio. Well, it's not cool, but it's got fans. It don't need to be cool this time of year. <laughs> they have a huge patio there at the Brandon downtown Brandon location uh, for your holiday parties. The Clay Edwards Show Christmas party will be there December 20th. Uh, mark your calendars for that, 6 p.m. December 20th. And, of course, they have three locations, Madison and Flowood, which both serve breakfast five days a week. And then they have the downtown Brandon location as well. No breakfast served there, unfortunately. <laughs> Check them out. Check them out online, burgersblues.com. You can also see their blue plate special of the day. And they have hamburger steak every day. Since they had the best burger in town, they also have hamburger steak every day. But they have an alternating meat to go with the hamburger steak from fried pork chops to fried chicken and uh, other specialties. They're at Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, Madison, Flowood, and Brandon. Burgersblues.com. All right. Wild first hour here on the Clay Edwards show. Uh, the We've been going over... Discussing the fallout from the goon squad, more stuff from the goon squad. Uh, a lot of our suspicions were confirmed that what happened that night out in Puckett, uh, was it Puckett, Raleigh, anyway, with uh, Michael Corey Jenkins and the other fellow, what happened there that, that they pled guilty to was not, according to allegations and reports, was not a one-off incident of violence. There's a... Uh, up to a 20-year history with some of these guys. <clears throat> and that story can be seen at MississippiToday.org. I'm not a Mississippi Today fan. I'm not shilling for Mississippi Today, but them and the New York Times did do some great work here. And uh, every now and then they, they broke clocks right twice a day, I guess. Um, I want to read some more of your texts. Actually, I want to clear one thing up, then I'm going to get into some stuff. Uh, somebody texted in, just picking at me. Uh, shout out to Chris. You know, picking at me about saying that the Goon Squad also did good stuff. I, my point being, and I do want to clear this up in case anybody misheard me. What, what I mean by they they also did good police work is, given the benefit of the doubt, that everything they did wasn't wasn't Goon Squad level of of shenanigans, which we know everything surely wasn't. That there's actually bad people that they arrested in jail for the crimes they committed. And the fallout from that is now that all those bad guys who are actually in jail and bad girls, bad people that are in jail or convicted felons or whatever the case may be, they have a good chance of getting that stuff overturned, I would think. I mean, every lawyer, now a lot of these people probably had public defenders. I don't know how that works as far as being able to contact your public defender. We had to ask Sean that. And see about them reopening your case. Oh, so, but you have to think a lot of these people are going to get their stuff expunged, turned over, released, 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I don't understand how it works, but I have to assume there's a lot of bad guys that aren't going to be punished for their crimes or that have been punished and going to get unpunished and get a freebie because of the proximity to the goon squad. I brought this up yesterday if you weren't listening when I had Sean in here. You know, I th- I think we were told around around 200 active cases involving these guys that uh they were waiting to go to court and whatnot had to be dropped. And so, you know, I mean, all 200 people weren't just innocent bystanders that they planted dope on. I mean, I would I would assume the extreme minority, if any. So that can be 200, and, and of course, it's stuff other than drugs, but, you know, anything they would have had to go be witnesses on in court had to be thrown out. I mean, you know some bad guy sitting there. I said this yesterday. Some bad guy sitting there, knowing knowing that he's guilty, knowing that he's most likely going to jail for his shenanigans and got a free pass. And I said the next story, the next chapter in his story or her story needs to be them standing on a stage somewhere in church, celebrate recovery, a rehab facility, whatever it is, needs to be how I got on my knees and I prayed to God that he would just give me one more chance. I wouldn't mess up. I just don't need to go to prison. Just give me one more chance to get right. And he took that chance, and he took that opportunity, that free pass, so to say, and got right. But you know that's not how the story's going to play out. I mean, it may for somebody. I have a guy that I went to church with that was a drug addict and was sitting in jail for looking at like 70 years for some drug stuff out in Colorado. And he somehow or another, a judge and some people were able to get him another chance, and he's made the best of that second chance. He's as involved in church and celebrate recovery and all that as possible. So it is possible that um that somebody can turn their life around and take the free chance they're getting to do some good. You know, and one of the other things, let's see here. Yeah, somebody texted in on the Gunzinger text line and said when they get freed and overturned, the county will owe them a check. So, yeah, they're not going to get – that's the other thing. They're not going to just get a free pass. They're probably going to get paid too. So it's just it's going to cost the county forever. And I was about to say something before I read that. So I'll jog my memory here. I want to go back to a text from uh, somebody in Rankin County. He says, um, <clears throat> talk about the insurance being pulled. And I, said, and I just asked, is that confirmed? Because we talked about this yesterday somewhat. And he, he's like, not, not yet. I believe it would hit around December 1st. Just a thought that taxpayers will ultimately have to pay. Yeah, I, I think the insurance thing is going to be a big ripple effect. And how that affects individual taxpayers, I don't know. You know, It's above my pay grade. Do they have to raise property taxes to cover these lawsuits? Do you have to, do you have to put a special tax in place? Special like one cent sales tax is that even legal? Can they do that? I don't know. I'm just throwing poop against the wall here. Um, the guns in your text line is seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. If you guys want to call in, speak your opinion on any of this six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Sorry, I had to turn the heater down. Getting a little saucy up here in the studio. If you know me, you know I do not like heat. Let's jump into another one of these, another one of these cases, and kind of read because I, I think this stuff is really, 
interesting here, and I want to try to hit ones that Sean and I did not hit yesterday. And I, and again, I want to make the point that a lot of times, you know, this case has been driven by the mainstream media, by local folks, by everybody, that this was strictly a racist, a racism-driven event. And this new story solidifies the fact that they may have very well been racist. I, you know, obviously, based on some of the activity that they with with black people, with black suspects, and some of the things they they said, it, you can't argue against it. Fair, fair point. But they were equal opportunity uh, in their actions. Uh, the overwhelming majority of this stack that I have in front of me, the suspects, the victims, whatever you want to call them, are white. So, again, they may very well be racist, but I don't think these were driven by race. This was driven by, if you want to call it evil, whatever, arrogance, the thrill of the chase, testosterone, whatever, adrenaline, not testosterone. Let's discuss, uh, and I'm just picking these at random. They're all bad. I don't think there's one worse than the other, per se. This is Robert Grosier. His arrest happened January nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Well, this must have been this was one of the ones that happened right before the Goon Squad incident. Well, we refer to the well, the one we call the Goon Squad, the one that blew this thing wide open with two black guys. Um, Robert is a white person. The deputies were Deadman and Elward involved in the summary of allegations. Rankin County deputies, led by Officer Christian Dedman, stormed into a home where Robert Grosier had just sold $50 worth of methamphetamines to a confidential informant. The officers took Grosier into a bedroom and forced a gun so far down his throat that he vomited. They tased him in the thighs and stomach until he falsely confessed to buying drugs from someone he claims not to know. When Dedman found a kids plug your ears, a, uh, we'll call it a female sex toy. In Grosier's bag, he shoved it in and out of Grosier's mouth while threatening to tase him if he spat it out. Deputies found topless pictures of, a, I'm not going to say the person's name, on Grosier's phone and showed them to each other, making lewd comments in front of Grosier and the, I don't, I, I think that's a female in front of Grosier, and we'll call the female Andrea, as they left the deputies poured soda over the food they were preparing. Yes, that is a lady. Andrea and Grosier, both alleged Hunter Elward was present for the raid, but did not participate in the torture of Mr. Grosier. Only Christian Deadman is listed in the incident report. They have a uh, Christian Deadman has a history here of using these these sex toys when found at these scenes, and I, I can't remember if they had took it with them or found it at the scene of the original incident with the two black guys. But you know, a dildo—I don't know if I'm allowed to say that—was used there as well. And that's just where I have to draw the line on what I can consider acceptable 
policing for a community or not. I think we can all agree on that, like, regardless. Now, I got to be, I, I have to be, I have to be clay here and say this. This is unacceptable. This behavior is unacceptable for drugs. I think we can agree on that. However, however, if they if these were pedophiles, I don't think any of us would have a problem here. I'm going to say it. If these were pedophiles, I'd kick the door down in front of them. Let's take a call real quick before we go to break. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Morning. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How about you? Kingfish. Oh, hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you're talking about you're talking about uh, Mr. Deadman and this little sex toy. You want you want an additional bit of info on that? Absolutely. Remember, there's two cases. It's not just the two guys that had all that done to them down there in Braxton, Braxton. or close to Braxton. I said there Puckett earlier. Braxton. Second thing. case. Huh? I said Puckett earlier. It's Braxton. Thank you. Well, it's near Braxton, not quite in Simpson. But anyway, but everybody says Braxton anyway. But there's a second case they pleaded guilty to, and this that guy, the victim, was white. story I've gotten is they had pulled him over, roughed him up, done their thing, shot a gun at him to scare him. And, De- and then Deadman took out his, uh, let's just say, they're in a secluded area. Well, what do they call it, teabagging? Yeah, he took it out and stuck it in his face, yeah. So I would say, let's just say there must be something going on inside his head. I won't make that joke. Um, <laughs> let's just say everybody makes you know prison jokes, so when you get in prison, they're going to... He may want to be the one doing it. Is all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah, I'd heard about that one too, and I, you know, frankly, I'm surprised. And it, it it may be in the Mississippi Today story, but in this this stack of papers I have here, that wasn't one of the stories. But I knew that when they initially, when that story initially broke, they said there was a second case, but there was never any details, and it was just kind of like John Doe. Well, no, there's there's a few details in the indictment. Supposedly it's going to be coming out sentencing, but it's. Because in, the, in the these sentence they're going to they're going to go through everything, um, but supposedly, no. If you look at the there's the indictment for that has some details, but basically it was someone they suspected of being a thief, which he actually was, and they roughed him up, got a confession out of him, and it turned out where they were wanting to know where the stolen goods were, and well, it, he told them, and but you just can't do it that way, obviously, and that's what happened. But you know. I reported on this a couple weeks ago. This story was coming, and yeah, I've got that same twenty-seven page report that everybody that's been floating around that you've been talking about. And now their story came out, and I think we all know that this twenty-seven pager is probably a summary of that, or the basis for that story. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I mean, but I don't know if you were listening. I mean, this is this is just disgusting. I don't know if you were listening a few minutes ago. I went over the the Hines County deputy, the, the Love Day story. And then, yeah. I, then I played his audio that the Mississippi Today has up on their Twitter account. <clears throat> it's just mind-boggling. I, I, don't, have, I don't have words to, to, to properly articulate this, but it, it, it's bad. I was saying, now, if these were pedophiles we were talking about and they did this, I could 
I could willfully stick my head in the sand. But yeah, these, you know, petty drug dealing, petty drugs. I got a problem with it. Look, McAlpin stopped a friend of mine's kid. Um, you know, and he would. I mean, it was, and he was just screaming at him, "Give me a name for this! Give me a name for that!" You know, I mean, and the guy got in trouble in the past, and it was once you got in trouble, he would not leave you alone. He was going to keep on harassing you, thinking you were still associated with people. Give me a name! Give me a name! Give me a name! You know. I mean. You know, I have I have no sympathy for these guys whatsoever. No, I mean you did this, you put yourself there. There's a lot of good people in Rankin County. This is like there's a lot of good people in Jackson, and you know, and Madison. And guess what? You put everybody else. Yeah, the DA he's had to drop drop a bunch of cases, and trying to find out how much, but he's had to drop a bunch of cases. I mean, and this is what happens. You're going to have a, people who are innocent not being prosecuted, but they also have a bunch of guilty people. Because these guys have just painted everything, they screwed everything up, and now, I mean, this, I mean, this, I mean, this happened like about twenty, thirty years ago too, on a bunch of drunk driving arrests back in Rankin County, and some they've been doing it a certain way for so long, and then some, and some bright attorney, young bright attorney said, "Well, can we do it this way?" Turned out, oh shoot, and they had to throw a bunch of them out back then too, you know. I mean, so it's happened before. I mean, not this way. But I mean, you just read this stuff, and just you—I mean, you just can't police this way. And I'm sorry, just because you know they might be on your team, quote unquote, doesn't mean they get a pass either. Because you've got to hold your own side accountable, you know. And if you don't, then you start. Now we complain about other other groups who don't hold their side accountable. So does that mean we shouldn't? I mean, hello. No, it is. Now what's happened is you've given because you don't hold them accountable. Now you've got the justice that they're going to come in there and do it for you, and you're not going to like the result. Yeah, look, hey, and I'm nothing more than a than a voice here, but that's exactly why I've gotten on here the last couple of days and, and and gone through this stuff because I'm not going to be the hypocrite who only talks about it when it happens in Hines County or Jackson, like I, you know, admittingly probably have been in the past. I was like, you know, I can't stick my head you in the sand been. on this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but 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 I mean, but here here's the thing: up in Minneapolis, so keep in mind. A lot of what happened there, and when you talk about what the downfall of it, all those policies they instituted up there, the population pretty much supported. Now they're starting to find out what they supported, okay, what, what the effects are. And they're starting to go, not quite what we meant, you know, too, too late. Rankin County, you're not going to have that, okay? You're going to have general disgust of, okay, whoever was screwing up, I mean, honestly, I think if Sheriff Bailey was – I mean, if he had an opponent, he'd have gotten beat. Okay, no two ways about it. It was just like when Tyrone Lewis was on the ballot. He way outspent Victor, had the machine, and Victor Mason didn't spend much money. He was a nobody. Guess what? Everybody wanted Tyrone Lewis gone, so his ass was gone. Well, guess what? Same thing would happen with Sheriff Bailey right now. I really think if he had an opponent, and it didn't matter if it was a dog, he'd have been beat. Yep. All right, brother, I got to take my break, man. Thank you, Kingfish. Yeah. All right, All right see ya. Yep. Check out jacksonjambalaya.com for all of Kingfish's great stories. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Men's Health of Mississippi. Guys, are you lagging a little? Feeling a little slow? Dealing with a little ED? No morning wood? depressed, can't sleep good, lack of motivation, you could have low testosterone. Lord knows I did. 
I was dealing with a few of those. I'm not anymore. Because <laughs> I went to Men's Health in Mississippi. Got my levels checked right out there in Madison. You can check them out online today at menshealthms.com. Get your levels, uh, get your appointment set, get your levels checked. Uh, I had a good conversation with them yesterday. We're going to be doing some great things here in the future. Uh, they're going to have to take, a, take on a little bigger role on the show. And you'll be hearing more about them, more from them, to be exact. So I'm looking forward to that. See Scott and them over there at Men's Health of Mississippi. They're located at 120 Fountains Boulevard, Suite 1001. Uh, you can always just hit up the website for the exact address and all that. I know you're not going to remember that. It's kind of why I don't give out phone numbers usually. But menshealthms.com, menshealthms.com. And uh, look, feel free, man. If you got any questions about testosterone, I don't mind having the conversation with you. I think it's my my duty as a man to have that conversation with other men and uh, help let you uh, help get you right. So feel free to DM me or email me anytime. Clay at WYEB.com. And uh, I'll gladly have that conversation with you, answer any questions just from my personal experience. I'm not speaking for them or giving medical advice. Do that with them. I can tell you my experience with it, and it's been overwhelmingly pleasant. All right. Lots of uh, lots to unpack. Uh, thank you, Kingfish, for the phone call. On the Guns and Gear text line, Brad says, information keeps coming out. If information keeps coming out, Brian Bailey's going to look like the warden in Shawshank. <laughs> Let's see here. And look, and I would ask the question, should Bailey resign? I already know. Y'all have overwhelmingly told us, and you've told me in lots of texts since we started talking about this months ago, when the initial story confirmed and they pled guilty, that he should resign. So I know, I know that. Y'all think you should resign. That's why I just don't. Sometimes you just don't go for the low hanging fruit. Uh, we'll see how all that shakes out. Just from a spectator standpoint, sitting back, seeing how they're playing this. If you're just looking at it like a chess game with Bailey versus resigning versus the Department of Justice versus the thoughts and opinions of people from Rankin County, the voters, it, it's it's been. I have no other word to say than entertaining watching all this unfold and see how it's going to play out. Uh, will he resign? Will he be forced out? We'll find out, you know, as this all unfolds. Let's see here. Um, unknown texture says, how many other counties that border Rankin that have law enforcement that have settled down hoping allegations don't come their way? Says uh, Smith County last Smith County's last administration was prejudiced white was prejudiced white black or brown everyone got their head busted. Yeah, I mean, look, there's definitely a way of doing uh, of law enforcement in some areas, you know. Unknown texture. Bailey can't resign yet. Needs liability protection by being sheriff at the moment, uh, and that's that's what I've seen and told to me by several people. And I'm not sure how that works as far as is impunity. Is it impunity is the word I'm looking for? Or is it immunity? If 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 he resigns, wouldn't the county still be liable to pay for his legal defense while if it was something that happened while he was sheriff? Or would he lose that automatically if he resigned? We'd have to have a legal expert on for that. And we will 
have one tomorrow, and uh, I'll see if Sean can find that out for you. Find it out for us. Uh, unknown texture, the same thing. Says, it's a shame. Will he resign or be forced out? Good question for the public. How will you help? Not you, but the taxpayers of Rankin County. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here based on the stuff I've seen online and you guys have sent me and the conversations I've had. I'd be surprised if that phone that that phone line at the at the Rankin County Sheriff's Department didn't lit up like a Christmas tree with people asking that same question or making those demands. Let's see here. Reagan can says, and I had said something about uh, I could justify this behavior if it was pedophiles. Um, Reagan can said, Clay pedophiles are disgusting roaches who deserve to be castrated by a dull fork, but. Their rights are as valuable as mine, and they deserve to be respected and protected, especially by law enforcement. The degree of respect by the masses for law enforcement depends on how law enforcement respects the rights of those we think deserve those protections the least. I mean, you're you're probably right, but I'm just saying, if these were uh, known pedos, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm right. Just like I'm not saying I had I had somebody call me out for being disgusted by this behavior, but promoting vigilante behavior uh, by if somebody carjacks you and you follow them, find your car, and you get into a shootout with them, and what happens happens. You know how I can be pro that. I'm just saying, yeah, I, I can be wrong, but it does, you know, like legally, even even morally, but. I think I'm right. Does that make sense? That's called the, I'm a conflicted individual. I'm very conflicted on things. If somebody puts a gun to my head, steals from me, and I can go around the block and find them, I'm just saying, it's going to work out like it's going to work out, and I ain't going to have no problem with it. Now, do I end up in jail for the rest of my life? Maybe. I ain't saying that, I ain't saying that a jury or a George Soros funded DA will agree with my actions. I'm just saying. Uh, let's see here. Sean text in. He said he wouldn't lose the county paying for his lawyer. For example, uh, I don't want to read Sean's example. It's a, something personal. But just say, Sean says he would keep the the ability for his legals to be paid for by the county. Now, if he gets sued personally, I don't know. I think that's the other thing. We brought this up yesterday. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of these folks are going to get sued personally, but is there anything to get? I don't know. Like the 401k of the, of the goon squad guys. I presume that that's, it would go to their families, their kids, whatever. I don't, is that protected in a lawsuit? It's just questions I don't know the answer to, but like I said, we'll get a lot of them. So if y'all have any questions, any legal questions concerning this case, shoot them in, and me and Sean will discuss them tomorrow, and he'll give us his best. He'll answer them to the best of his ability. And if you can shoot them to me ahead of time, I can actually shoot them to him, and he can do some research and see what's up. Let's see here. And I'm sorry if I'm leaning into y'all's text a lot, but I want y'all to be a part of this show. 
And I and I, and I really respect y'all's questions and your opinions, and I think y'all bring a lot to the table. Let's see here. This is a really, really long one. I'm not going to be able to get to that on the air, but I do appreciate that. Uh, let's read one more text, and we're going to have to take a break. From Anonymous, I say everyone should stay home on the Rankin County breakfast this Saturday if Bailey attends since he pay, plays a big part in putting it on. Yeah, that that is an interesting idea, proposal. You know, they had the big Rankin County Republican breakfast the first Saturday of every month, and Brian's kind of the co-host of that thing. And does he show up after this? Do people boycott that thing and say, man, I don't want to be a part of it? I mean, it's just a small thing, but it's a very important thing in the Rankin County political world. It's, it's where everybody likes to see and be seen the first Saturday of every month. And uh, it is this Saturday out at, uh, out at um, McLean Lodge. So um, I don't know. I've always enjoyed it. I've had a good time every time I've been. There's always a good speaker. But will people boycott it? That'll be interesting. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at A1 Gear and Auto, located right there on 49 South in Florence. Coming through Richland, you're passing Tom's Fried Pies. A, stop and grab me one of those um, apple, fried apple pies. Love those. And head on down to A1 Gear and Auto, right down there on your right. Big white building, big red sign. Whether it's a check engine light, Squeaky brakes, front end rebuilds, any of that stuff, they got you covered. But here's the main thing. Here's what they specialize in over at A1 Gear and Auto, and that is your rear end, your gears, your front end, all your gears and auto, you know, all your gears and uh, and whatnot. They go, I'm having a brain fart here. I am, uh, I am goon squatted out the wazoo this morning so apparently i can't think of anything else <laughs> all your gears your rear end everything man they keep you rolling any of this if you hear a roaring in any of that you hear any feel any slack in your rear end a1 gear and auto can get you back on the road and i, I say it all the time where it's hunting season guys are going to be off road ladies you're going to be off road in your big trucks jeeps all that you just got it you jacked it up you put some big wheels and tires on it and even if you didn't jack it up, you just put some big wheels and tires on it, your gear ratio is going to be off. Let them get all that taken care of for you. Get you the right gears in there to pull those big heavy tires so you don't lose power. When you pull on the interstate, you can still pass people and get out of the way when you're rolling. So that's A1 Gear and Auto, Florence, Mississippi. All right, guys, I know we've been hard and heavy on this goon squad stuff the last two days. That's kind of what we do here. We, we we cover what I think are the most pressing events. Some are national, some are local, and this is a big one. I, I, I'm telling you, I think the ramifications from this are going to be are going to be huge and felt for a long, long time. You know, I had a conversation last night about the the color of law uh, trainer that they brought in, and how you know. It's not going to be good for Rankin County if they implement his policies as far as law enforcement goes and uh, keeping the area safe. So we'll just we'll say that. I've got somebody, the FBI, that worked with the fellow. 
and I was able to speak on him. So I do want to circle back to a question because I did actually get an answer uh, from Sean and a shout out to Chris Hinkle this morning. And it was about Bailey being covered if he resigned. And here was the answer to the question. It says personal lawsuits would be contingent on outcome of color of law outcome. If guilty, law enforcement officer would likely have to would have qualified immunity. The department could be sued, but not individual. So if that happened, you know, I guess if it happens within the color of law, if it happens outside the color of law or if it's a civil rights violation or something like that, they would not have immunity. So, you know, you don't get to just go break the law while you're the law and expect to not be held personally liable. Let's see here, man. Surely we got some more stories we can cover this morning. Because I know we'll be overall, because I haven't even had a chance to read the Mississippi Today article yet. So I know that we'll be all over it tomorrow with Sean. No telling what else happens between now and then. I'm going to shift gears completely here for this last full segment. The mayor of Chicago and the mayor of Jackson are having a hold my beer competition when it comes to passing the blame for their problems onto other people. The mayor of Chicago, I mean, you know, because it's MAGA country, <laughs> is blaming all Chicago's problems on the far right and January 6th. Not, not the rampant black-on-black crime and drugs and murder in their community. Here's the mayor of Chicago now. Well, there has to be better coordination. You know, what we've seen is a very raggedy form um, instituted by right-wing extremism. Um, Everyone knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically ran cities. And quite frankly, uh, they've been very intentional about going after democratically ran cities that are led by people of color. And their whole motivation is to create disruption and chaos because that's what this, that particular party has been about. Right? This is the same political party that did not want to accept that President Obama was actually an American. It's the same Republican right-wing extremism that stormed the Capitol. It's the same right-wing extremism that refuses to accept the results of the Civil War. It's raggedy. It's disrespectful. It's mean-spirited. It's an unclean spirit, quite frankly. And so, so I got you. I got you. I just want to make sure that people understand what we're facing. That's why it's so important that the faith community is leaning in in this moment. I, I, I almost have to commend him. I, I, I really do. I, I almost have to commend him on the ability to sit up there with a straight face and blame Chicago's ills on the far right. The far right has been targeting black Democrat cities. Explain to me how. How has the right been targeting I don't even have to say this. I always want to listen to it again. It's so blatantly ignorant. I mean, it sounds just like Chakwe. It's like, who can I blame this water on? Let me look through my names here. Ruffles Papers. 
Tate Reeves. White supremacist. Donald Trump is to blame for this. That's what it is. That dang insurrection. If they had just not stormed the Capitol, if they had just not stormed the Capitol, Chicago wouldn't have any killings or drug dealing. It was that dang January 6th and Donald Trump that did it. And Obama, I'll just be honest with you, I still don't believe he is an American. Because if he was, why would he have hit it for so long? You know, but hey, neither here nor there. He was president for eight years. It is what it is. I don't think Joe Biden's a legitimate president. But history will say otherwise. History will say otherwise. Let's take a break. Come back, land the plane for the day. I wanted to end it on a uh, end it on a funnier note. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on WYAB as we close out the show or land the plane, as I like to say. I just retweeted, re-X'd this um, Chicago mayor's uh, speech or whatever, this clip, and I tagged Chalkway in it. And I said, man, this is, this is all, and I tagged Tate Reeves too. And I said, this is almost as impressive as Chalkway blaming his water crisis on Tate Reeves. So it really is quite impressive that he managed to, and uh, thank you for a texter for pointing this out that he managed to also blame it on the Civil War. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a lot. Jan, the, the Civil War and January 6th are to blame for Chicago's problems. I guess Juicy Smoulet was right. It really is MAGA country there in Chicago. My goodness. Like, I just feel like we should play it one more time to take us home for the day. Well, it has to be better coordination. You know, what we've seen is a very raggedy form um, instituted by right-wing extremism. Um, everyone knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically ran cities. And quite frankly, uh, they've been very intentional about going after democratically ran cities that are led by people of color. And their whole motivation is to create disruption and chaos because that's what this, that particular party has been about. Right? This is the same political party that did not want to accept that President Obama was actually an American. He was. It's the same Republican right-wing extremism that stormed the Capitol. It's the same right-wing extremism. I will see you guys tomorrow here on the Clay Edwards Show. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.